everyone, my name is Adelia Volkanov, and I'm here, no longer in person, with my good friend Colin Bones. Um, Hi! This is the movie episode for Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, and my intro is much shorter today because there's nothing else, there's nothing else to say, but yep. yeah, we're finishing finally our Order of the Phoenix era today. Um, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. We'd like to first and foremost disclaim that we on Ron and Hermione Minus the Romance do not agree with or support J.K. Rowling's bigotry and prejudice in any way. We do not tolerate hatred of any kind and wish to create an open, safe environment on our podcast. Everyone is welcome and encouraged to listen here. This is your major spoiler warning. If you do not wish to hear anything beyond this point in the Harry Potter books discussed, this is not the podcast for you. We will be discussing and heavily referencing all media in the Harry Potter magical universe in every episode, so if this is your first encounter with the Harry Potter world, you have been forewarned. Now, if you're still here, enjoy the show! Okay. We're in it. We're in it. You're... Yes. Adelia is reading a Wikipedia summary because we do not remember how we record movie episodes. Yeah, I feel like it's so, been, like, a really long time since we've done a movie episode. A little. There was kind of, like, a book in between. Yeah. A really long book in between, actually. Yeah. Um, a very long so. book in between. Um, yeah. I'm actually, I've never read this plot summary, so I'm really excited about this. I think it's going to be really okay. funny. Okay. Also, I'm sure that you guys can hear my fan. I'm really sorry. There's a heat wave where we live right now, so. Yes, it is literally terrible. It's so bad. Like, um, school is miserable because every time I'm outside, I'm just You like, know, before, I was like, maybe I could deal with global warming. Now? <laughs> now it's, like, really a crisis. Like, before, Yeah, no, I now it's, like, like, kicking in. Now it's, like, actually bothering my everyday life. <laughs> Now it's, like, affecting me, and that's a little unacceptable. No, I feel like a polar bear now. <laughs> My ice caps are melting around me. <laughs> that's really nice. Let's get into okay, it. Okay, awesome. While staying at the Dursleys, Harry Potter and Dudley are attacked by Dementors. Harry repels them yep. using a Patronus Well, spell. I just gotta say, it must be so confusing to be watching these movies without having read the books. Yeah. Because, like, you just b- watch the beginning of this movie and you're like, oh, yeah, the Dursleys are still here? Question mark? Like, yes. you're just like, I didn't even know that Harry was still with them because they give you no reason to believe that they are. Okay, to, also, so. the opening of this mo- Everything about this movie feels super rushed, but, like, the opening of this movie is, like, it's literally two seconds in. They give you a quick aerial shot of, like, where they live. You see Harry on the swing for like five split seconds, and then Dudley's randomly there, like, "Oh, where's your mom, Potter?" <laughs> yeah. How's your boyfriend? Like, how's your boyfriend? The movie hasn't even been going on for like two whole minutes, and Dudley's already making fun of Harry. Like, what is going on? Like, it feels so like rushed. And like, how are there massive fields? Like, don't they live in a city? I mean, I might be an, a dumb American who doesn't know. know anything about, like, Europe, which is true, but also it's like, I don't know. Everything, everything feels rushed. Like, everything feels, like, weird. And also... Also, I feel like there's, like, a filter over this entire movie that just makes everything like, kind of blue. This 
movie is like dark and moody, so it needs to look like you're wearing those like blue okay, glasses. Okay, you know what? <laughs> I'm not even as upset about it because Half Blood Prince is literally like this close to being it. a black and white film. <laughs> like it is so close, so it, I can't even complain. But like, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Harry repels them using a Patronus spell. Also, why is his Patronus vapor? It's, I don't know. It's literally a ball of care. light. And the I'm like, CGI artist said we've had enough. <laughs> and just, yeah. It's like, it's just literally a ball of light. I'm like, what happened to the whole, like, oh my god, Harry can produce a corporate real Patronus thing? Like, he's not doing it now. He's supposed to the, be. I'm going to tell you right now, I feel like the creators of these movies do not even know how to pronounce that. So. Probably not. I don't know how to pronounce it, to be honest. I say, like, corporeal. Corporeal. Um, whatever. Um. Corporeal. <laughs> continue! <laughs> Sorry. The Ministry of Magic detects the underaged Harry using magic and expel him from Hogwarts. Using magic. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Though he is later exonerated. This plot summary sucks. Um, sorry, Wikipedia. We are skipping so much stuff. Anyways, actually in the movie after this, they have this weird scene where Harry's lying in bed, just like hanging out, and then he yeah, sees he, does, I guess. <laughs> he sees the lock on his door slowly turning, and he's like, "What's going on?" And then <laughs> he goes and stands in front of the door with his wand, kind of like really loose in his hand, like he's about to like just jab the first person who walks in. He's not ready for anything. And then he's like, oh my god, like, I know these people. And then they don't say anything. They kind of awkwardly look at him for a second with all their lights shining in his face. And then he's like, oh, okay, that's fine. And it's really weird. Um, everything in this movie, it's so hard to explain, but, like, the whole, like, vibe, let's say, of this movie feels so stiff. Everything is, like, just, yeah. it's like they were, I don't even know. It's like they don't even know how to act like people on screen. They're like just like stiff all the time like <laughs> when I watch people like holding their wands I was like not that I'm like a wizard and I know what I'm doing but at the same right. time it's like it just looks like weird it's like yeah I hate this summary of this movie like it's not even covering we can try just wait I don't know. I'm gonna try and is find there a better one. plot summary okay what is this website let's see Well, I can I can guess what happens next because oh, wait, they go on. on their broomsticks. Oh wait, I got right? it. Right. Um, yada yada yada. Why did they skip everything? Okay, yeah, let's do the the broomsticks. Yes, they go on their broomsticks. It's so inaccurate. And are flying <laughs> in the cruise ship the, through London, just like like I guess they just do not care about muggles. Even though, like, everything is just so contradictory about this movie. Yeah. Like, Harry just got, like, expelled from Hogwarts for using magic in front of a muggle, and now they are just flying through London. Who cares? Just, who cares? Okay, like, the broom scene is horribly inaccurate, and, like, they don't explain it at all or anything. It's so, it's, like, fun to watch, you know? They look like they're having fun. But at the same time, it's, like, <laughs> at the same time, it's, like, they flew past a cruise ship with people on it who were pointing and looking at them. What? Yeah. They don't care. Uh, any, what does it say? 
Later, Harry finds out that he'll actually get a trial before being kicked out of school. Crazy! Yes. What? Some, what? Yes. Yeah, this then says some wizards come and whisk him away to a safe house in London. They're from the Order of the Phoenix, a secret society that Dumbledore formed back when Voldemort was in power the first time. Harry also finds out that the Ministry of Magic has been covering up the truth about Voldemort's return. Crooked politicians exist, even in the wizarding world, we guess. I love this summary, it's so funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, this skips, like, everything. Um, the scene where Harry, okay, wait, so... Everyone comes to get Harry. They fly around on broomsticks, having a good old time. Then they get to headquarters. It's really secretive. The house comes out of nowhere, and they walk inside, and it's all dark and creepy. And then, oh my gosh, Mrs. Weasley. And she's like, oh, wow, you look really skinny and underfed, but it'll have to wait for a little while, you know? Not right now. Yeah. And then um, she's like, And then he goes upstairs, and they throw in a random, like, Hermione jump scare. Yeah. Like, why did they do that? They just, like. The scene is so awkward, because it's like, he walks in, she, like, attacks him. She does it in the book, too, but, like, she, like, runs at him, and she's like, oh, my God, it's so good to see you, and Ron's, like, like, literally, word for word in the book and movie, it's like, let him breathe, Hermione, and it's just like, Ugh. And then Harry- Do they ever let Ron and Harry hug, ever? No, because that would be weird. <laughs> Right. Because, like, guys no, it don't it always hug. bothers me. Like, I guess I, I kind of understand what they're going for, but in Deathly Hollows Part 2, when Harry is literally going to die, Ron just stands there as, like, Hermione hugs him. And it's just, like, I guess they have a mutual understanding that, like, we're bros and we don't do that. <laughs> yeah, bros? No. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, um, but, yeah, and so, no, but the scene is so awkward, because then he, like, stands there awkwardly while Hermione is like, they can't expel you. Long, dramatic pause. I looked it up. They just can't do it. It's like, it's just so, it's so weird. I was watching the scene, I was like, if I did this in front of, like, one of my theater teachers, she would be like, what are you doing? Like, what is with the long, dramatic pauses? It's strange. Okay. Also, they totally downplay what Harry went through this summer because there was no introduction. There was no time to see Harry and what he's going through. We didn't watch Harry have a horrible summer and, like, grieve and, like, process this in a really bad way because, like, there was no introduction. Harry sits on a swing for two seconds and Dudley's like, where's your mommy? Do you miss her? (laughs) Like, (laughs) they totally downplay it. And then they, Harry, Harry's, like, kind of, like, just kind of irritated talking and then Fred and George are like oh yeah we heard you screaming and it's like no you didn't like yeah I I, they really just give up on like angsty Harry in this movie very much it's just kind of like subtext I guess like they don't I they don't ever go into like Harry yelling at anybody because I guess they want like a likable protagonist yeah, I think, like, um, they also, they, I feel like they made these movies and just hoped to God that anyone who watched them had already read the books. Because they're like, you're not going to fucking understand yeah. this. <laughs> like, I hope you read the books. It's like... Yeah. Um, yeah, and so then it's dinner time, and they all go downstairs, and Harry and Sirius see each other again. I think Daniel Radcliffe and Gary Oldman had amazing chemistry, like, in the movie. Like, they were so, I liked their scenes together a lot. Gary Oldman's just, like, a really good actor, but, like, I say this later, but honestly, like, I think that, like, 
this is a movie where there were several moments where, like, Daniel Radcliffe was kind of separated from the other actors his age. Like, I felt like he had a lot of really You know, that's so interesting because I feel like Daniel Radcliffe said that this is, like, his least favorite movie for his acting. I feel like I've heard that, too. Like... I mean, I don't think it's the best one, but I feel like this is kind of the movie where I feel like, not like in every single moment, because some of it is just awkward, but like, in several moments, like, there's like, a clear separation between Daniel Radcliffe as an actor and like, his like, fellow child actors. Um, I really like Rupert Grint in this movie. I think he's so funny. Like, obviously, he's, like, he's a good actor, but, like, he has, like, really, most of the time, unless the scene was just, like, directed badly, like, the one where they see each other again, and they're just kind of awkwardly standing there, but, like, um, I think he has really good timing. Like, his, he's always just funny in scenes. You know what? I feel like Ron is just kind of, like, funny in these movies, and, like, kind of, like, a nice character, because they don't give him anything to do, so it's just kind of, like, they, got, well, they completely got rid of the, um, Quidditch storyline of oh, yeah. him in this movie yeah. and it, it's funny because like they kind of just have to deal with it in the next movie like they just kind of throw Ron I, get, I mean I it was kind of a good decision with the cards they were dealt in a way right because they just throw him in with the tryouts which happens yeah. anyway but yeah yeah um then they're oh wait no before Harry and Sirius see each other again they're like eavesdropping on the meeting that's happening, it's all top secret, and then Crookshanks eats an extendable ear. The thing that confuses me about that is that when he bit it, it made, like, an audio, like, crunching sound, like, if you were to, like, snap an iPhone in half, like, it made, like, a radio kind of sound. It's just a (laughs) walkie-talkie. I'm serious, it makes walkie-talkie noises. Like, even when it goes down, it's like, I know, but it's just like, is Crookshanks okay? Because, like, he just ate, oh. like, a walkie-talkie. It's, like, it made well, all kinds of... Well, apparently it's a magical cat, so... So he should be fine? He'll um, be fine. He's adorable, too. But... Yep. Yeah, I, I'm not reading the plot summary right now, because it literally skips to the trial, so... It's fine. Yeah, um, then, you know, they're downstairs, and Harry's like, I'm gonna be in a secret society, and everyone's like, Harry, you're a baby, like... You're a baby. Stop. You're a baby. <laughs> um, we talk about this in like the book, but like as much as Mrs. Weasley means well, she coddles him like way too much. Cause like he's not a baby. He's probably fought yeah. Voldemort more than anyone else in that room. So it's like, why? Um, yeah. The transitions for the scenes are so weird. Like, there's never any resolution. For me, like, when I was watching this, it felt like they would, like, cut to the next scene without, like, finishing a conversation. Yep. It just felt, like, choppy to me. Um, yeah, but anyways, Harry, instead of, like, being allowed to join a secret society, gets told that Voldemort's looking for a weapon until Mrs. Weasley's like, that's enough, he's five, he can't handle it, (laughs) his little tiny brain would explode. And so, yeah, and then they go to bed. And then um, Harry is randomly, like, on, like, the London Underground, like, the train system. And I think Arthur Weasley's hilarious. They show him, like, not understanding turnstiles. Yeah, that's, that was really funny. It is really yeah. funny. 
Um, but yeah, and then they, you know, go to the ministry, the visitor's entrance, the phone booth. I wonder if, like, if you were a muggle and, like, obviously didn't know what that was, if you could go in there and, like, make a phone call, or if it just says, like, out of order to muggles. No, I think it's a, I think it's a regular toll booth, which would, maybe not, though. I feel like that would be really upsetting for the wizards who just want to get into the ministry. Right. Maybe it's, like, one of the... But also, like, I'm... I'm willing enough to suspend my disbelief that they just aren't noticing the random people, like, going down into the telephone booth. But, like... The whole excuse is, like, muggles are unobservant, so they would never notice that. But, like... Which makes... Okay, sure. (laughs) But... Surely there's more than, like, one person, like, wanting to use this at all times, right? I know it's the visitor's entrance. Flush yourself down a toilet, so... Right. Why was that the but, best thing they could think of? Yeah. Also, like, they literally have... I don't, maybe this is just the movie, I don't know. They literally have fireplaces. I think that's what the, the toilets lead to. You, it then why you wouldn't the they fireplace. just go straight through your personal fireplace? I don't know. Awesome. <laughs> Nothing makes sense. Um, yeah. Okay, I love the ministry set. I think it looks so cool. Like, there's several sets in this movie that I think look, like, almost exactly like I'd imagined them. Um, I love the ministry. I think it looks great. Yeah. Yeah. I also really like how the elevators move backwards and, like, side to side. I think that's Oh, yeah, I love the elevator stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, at Harry's trial, this summary is so weird. Dumbledore successfully defends our favorite boy wizard. I didn't write this, just so just so everyone knows. The charges the charges are dropped and surprise, surprise, Harry Potter returns for his fifth year at Hogwarts. I really like the Mrs. Fig. Yes. I love her. Good good casting. Very yeah. good. Cornelius yep. Fudge is somehow more infuriating in the film than he is in print. I hate him. Yeah. I hate his guts. You know what? And I also think the actor who plays Dumbledore is a lot better in this movie. Agreed. He's not like randomly Probably because he does Harry. not have a lot of dialogue <laughs> in this. So, yeah. yeah. It's probably because he's not just like out of nowhere grabbing Harry and like, did you do it? And like shaking him. That maybe was a fun one. him becoming a meme was like, maybe I should actually like figure out some more about this character. I bet he got so much mail from, like, angry, like, 12-year-olds. Like, um, that's right. not what it said in the book. That's not what he's supposed to do. <laughs> that's not what he's supposed to do. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, why are the people in Harry's trial wearing those hats? Did you see those? Like, berets? Like, they I were, like, giant and square, like... Yeah. I don't know. They're fun. They're kooky. They're wizards. Yeah. Also, um, like, Umbridge is just, like, a random lady in the room. Yeah. she's not, like, up on the Yeah, she's literally thing. senior undersecretary to the minister. Why is she not, like, near him? She's just a random ministry worker, I guess. Right, right. Um, yeah. She's not at all going to become a character later or anything. Nope. Nope. Yeah, so Harry gets cleared of all charges. Oh my god, I, oh my god, sorry. Yes. Yes. The delivery on Dumbledore for Albus Postable Wolfric Brian Dumbledore. It's just so perfect. I, I love, love it. it. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a great actor, but he just 
clearly yes. didn't do his homework in Goblet of Fire because that was like strange. Which is fine. Okay, but you know, I don't time, do my homework either. At the same time, though, it's like it could have been the director who was like, "I want this to be more dramatic, so can you like violently right. grab him and shake him for me, please? Thanks." Like yep. you never know. Um, yeah, and. Yeah, and so then Harry gets cleared of all charges, and then, randomly, they're at, like, platform nine and three quarters, no lead-up, no nothing. And Sirius is there, in dog form. Yes. Okay. (laughs) This This is moody in the books. This whole thing, where Sirius pulls out the picture of the order. And they've made it... Because they also left out the fact that Ron and Hermione are prefects. Yes. I think they mention it sometime in the movie, but they just, like, don't... But you know, for this... If we're making a movie here, it's not the most important thing to Agreed. include. Agreed. Honestly, yeah. it's like, I don't hate the fact that it was serious giving Harry the picture. Because it's like, especially because it's setting us up to, like, have another moment with Sirius before he dies. You know, it's like one of those things, like, I'm sure that that was part of the intention. Like, oh, well, yeah. let's give them this because he's going to die. And so this is, like, a cute scene to look back on. Um, yes. <laughs> Okay. They really wanted to drive us home on them having a relationship oh, yeah. that we have not really seen in the past movies, nope. so that we, so that we know that yeah. they're they're close. Yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> I feel like Sirius being in dog form, just like hanging out. Like, I feel like putting him on a leash like a normal dog would make it more believable, but that would be so weird. Imagine like. Or the fact that like he's like a wolf. He's not like a normal dog. He's like a filthy like ragged wolf like it's not like <laughs> <laughs> a filthy rabid wolf <sighs> yeah you know what i mean like he's a really big dog <laughs> yeah um yeah no agreed like and it would be so weird to like walk your godfather on a leash but at the same time it would make it less weird that there's like a wolf following you around you know yeah <laughs> I think it's also hilarious that Sirius has, like, prison tattoos, because they make it sound like you never get to leave your cell in Azkaban, so, like, who did your tattoos? Like... I have never (laughs) thought about that. (laughs) He's got, like, the chest tattoos and stuff, and I'm like... He's actually, he studied design at Hogwarts. He did his own He made it himself. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. Also, for those of you that have not seen the movie, I'm assuming that whoever's watching this has seen the movie, but I'm just going to, like, recap for those of you that have not. While at... Okay. What? I'm still on platform nine and three quarters. No, same. I don't know if you're moving on. No, I'm staying but nine and three quarters, because... We have to talk about the weird Voldemort yes! in the suit! <laughs> That's what I was about to say! No, my no word for word says the Voldemort in a tuck scene is so ridiculous and confusing to me. Because, like, okay. Why? For those of it's you... It's like, sometimes these movies randomly just decide to, like, be creative. Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> for those what of are you doing? For, have not seen the movie or don't remember this part, whatever. So Harry's standing on the platform and randomly gets this weird vision where he sees Voldemort standing in front of him in a black tux. Just, just because, and it's like his just weird because. vision, and I'm like, why is he in a suit? <laughs> why is he? Why is Harry's big nightmare like, oh my god, Voldemort, but like well dressed is like scary. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like, and it like I don't it's know so weird. if 
he, the guy was actually in the suit or what, but it looks really <laughs> weird. Like, it does not look like he's actually in the suit, because he's, like, writhing his writhing. head around. I say writhing. It's, it's writhing. Fine. Um, and he's, it's, like, wiggling his head around, and it's so weird. It is really weird. It's, like, it looks like he's, like, stretching his neck out, but in a really, like, gym bro kind of way. Like, you know? Like, really passive aggressive. Yeah, it's like, like oh, look yeah. at my, like, I'm neck threatening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that seems really weird. Um, yeah, so then they're, like, on the train. Um, I don't remember what I wrote this about, but didn't, like... Oh, no, when they get to Hogwarts and they're getting off the train, Malfoy says something annoying, and Harry, like, almost, like, pounces on him to, like, fight him. Right. And I just think it's so funny. Like, the way that Harry will just jump at anyone who even remotely looks at him wrong is, like, hilarious to me. Okay. And also, like, you can tell, like, when he, like, Daniel Radcliffe is, like, so struggling after him, is that I always hate, like, I feel terrible for actors who, like, when it's clear the direction is to just, like, go on until they tell you to stop about something because you know they're just like have nothing else to do but just like shimmy I guess you know like shimmy but like mad you know like right I'm gonna get you like what? <laughs> um yeah so they're at Hogwarts and then Harry's like wait what hold on I have to talk about the Luna oh no I'm not there right. yet Oh, is that not? Well, I'm, like, there? almost there. I'm, like, about to talk about the Thestrals. But, like, before okay. that. Sure. So okay. So they, like, get off the platform, and Harry's, like, wow, they're, like, horses. And Hermione's, like, no, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> She's, like, those carriages pull themselves, actually. And it's, like, I think it's, I don't understand why she always acts so surprised when Harry can, like, see or, like, feel something that she can't, as if literal magic doesn't exist. She's, like... There cannot be invisible horses, and you know why? Because those carriages pull themselves. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. So they combined the carriage scene and the Luna scene, which I think was fine. Yeah, agreed. I think that's. I like it. Fair. Yeah. Um, although I feel like. I don't know how they would could have done this better, but the loony thing is really muddled. It's so like awkward. You, it's not really clear that Emma Watson said loony love good. Yeah. So like, if you're not really paying attention or have subtitles on, it's just like, why did they just get really awkward for some yeah. reason? You know. It's like yeah, it was really like, uh, it just it just wasn't clear. She's like Luna love good, and I'm like, could you not have like figured something out there? Like, yeah, like if they were walking up and saw her and she was like, oh, that's Looney Lovegood. And then she introduced them again. It's like, oh, this is Luna. Like, yeah. that would have... I don't know. Maybe they could have changed the insult. Be like, this is dumb, stupid Lovegood. <laughs> you know? like. <laughs> okay, because it also wasn't clear that it was like, like, like supposed to be something that people said about her in secret. Like, everyone right. called Luna Looney Lovegood. That just seemed like a mean thing that Hermione did. Maybe it's, it also just might be, like, a thing from book to movie. It just doesn't work as well. Like, right. Because you can really tell, obviously, in a book when someone says Looney. But, right. like, in real life, Luna and Looney are incredibly similar. Right. And it's, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um... Like, I'm literally the whole movie, all of my notes are, like, everything is so rushed, and they just keep, like, half-introducing things and not explaining them. So, yeah. that's just a little thought I had. 
Um, I'm gonna continue reading the plot summary now. Um, Harry Potter returns for his fifth year at Hogwarts. There, he meets the new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, Dolores Umbridge. It's obvious that Umbridge and the Ministry of Magic don't want Hogwarts students learning any actual defensive spells. When Harry- oh, this is class. This is literally the class. Like, they skipped everything. It's okay. It's okay. Um, um, yeah. uh, the hem-hem is perfect. So good. Imelda Staunton is Perfect like, delivery. She's wonderful. She's so perfect. She's so good. Like, this I, whole movie, yeah. she's just amazing. All of the adult actors are, like, are so good. They're- re- they really carry this movie. Yeah. Like- Like- I- Maggie Smith is, like, one of my favorite people on the planet. Like, <laughs> she's so good. She's so good. And, like, okay. Yeah. The one thing I hate about what they did with Umbridge's speech, okay, they so screwed a lot of the adult actors who were supposed to have big moments in the in these movies, and they just got, like, cut in half. But, like, the in the books, like, Umbridge's speech is, like, super long, and that's why Harry and Ron zone out, and then they're like, Hermione, what did she say? But in the movie... She literally says, like, four things, and then Harry and Ron are like, what did that mean? And they make them look like complete morons, because she literally said, like... it's still pretty unclear, I feel like, right. what she said. She's being very vague. Right, but still, it's just, like, funny to me that, like, she says, like, four things, and they're like, what did that mean? And, like... But I feel like, if anything, it kind of makes Hermione sound more stupid. You know what I mean? Because she just said that... Umber just said this like tiny little thing and she's like you know what this means doesn't you that means the ministry is interfering at Hogwarts (laughs) what do you mean how do you know that she's so weird I don't know god Hermione is so weird in these movies I can't I can't stand her sorry sorry I love Emma Watson but I cannot stand her yeah um yeah I love the skiving snack boxes they look yes. so good. Like they look like exactly like what I would have like pictured from the books. Like yes. I love them. They're they're so good. Um, you know what? And some of the CGI looks so funky, but I feel like that makes it even better. Like yeah. I really love like when his face just like stretches and it looks <laughs> so weird. But it's just like it's supposed to look weird. It's yeah. supposed to be fun. I love. It's that. supposed to be kooky. Um. I don't know what happens after this. <laughs> um, <laughs> the next note I have that says Ron and Hermione seem they're in class. so good. Yes. They're in class. Right. They're in class. And Harry's like, um, we're not allowed to learn spells. And Umbridge is like, yeah. And Harry's like, that's not cool. And she's like, detention. And yep. yeah. It's basically good how scene. It goes. I love that scene. They do that really well. I love, okay. Umbridge just this it's thing. It's pretty much exactly book to movie almost yeah. exactly yeah but like umber says this little thing where she gets really tired and she'll like half scream something like and it's just like she'll be like <laughs> enough and like she'll just scream the second half of the word and like she's so good i love i love imelda staunton and i told yeah. colin this but i just found out that her daughter is in bridgerton she plays prudence means nothing to me <laughs> i freaked out because i was like googling her because i was watching the movie and then i was like oh she has a famous daughter and then i looked at her and i was like oh my god she's in bridgerton um, yeah, anyways, that was exciting This is exactly me. like when I found out that Joe Jonas's wife was Jean Grey in the X-Men movies. This is your Jean Grey. Yeah, she was also in Game of Thrones. I never watched awesome. that, though. Um, yeah, I didn't watch Game of Thrones either. 
Yeah. It's too long. I hate TV shows because they're so long, so I can't watch it. <laughs> um, I also wrote a note here. I don't remember what scene I was talking about, but I said Ron and Hermione scenes are so good, and I think they have really good chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, also... Oh, right. Harry does his detention, and she gives him that pen, and it, like, cuts his hand open, all of that stuff. Um... I think that it's really annoying how in this movie they did the whole, like, oh my god, Harry, you're being tortured scene so badly. Like, how did Hermione know what was happening? Like, okay, she's like, Harry, what's wrong with your hand? And she grabs it. She, okay, she doesn't even look at it. She picks it up, and she's like, oh my god, you have to tell Dumbledore. It's like, look at it first, and then be, like, uh, how did she know what was happening the literal split second after she saw his hand? No, she didn't even, like, look at it. She just was, like, like grabbed it and was like, oh, my God, tell Dumbledore. Like, it just felt so weird to me. Like, um, I was going to say that I feel like the set design and costuming for all of Umbridge's stuff is just so perfect. They managed to find yeah. the most hideous pinks they could possibly find and put them all together. And yeah. everything clashes, and it's yes. so perfect. It's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... I love the winter Hogwarts aesthetic. I think it's really fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, at this point in the movie, Harry's, like, depressed. He's having weird dreams about the Department of Mysteries. He misses Sirius. And he's taking a little stroll on the ground. Okay, I... Why, why do people in these movies just, like, walk into the forest? Like, they make this big point of, like, oh, Forbidden Forest, you can't go there. And they're just walking there all the time. Yeah. They just take strolls. And it's, like... And then they, like, show, like, perspective spots, perspective shots of the school. And it's like, how did they get this far? How far do they have to walk to just, I like... I know. Like, to, a mile. Like, take in the air. Six yeah. miles and it's to like, get to class. Yeah. <laughs> this scene with Luna in the Thestrals, I'm so confused. Like, I don't even know what it's replacing in the book. Like, I don't... It's I, replacing, it, I, it might just be a completely new scene. It's replacing know. the Care of Magical Creatures class, because that's where Harry finds out about Thestrals. Yeah, yeah. I kind I, of... Sorry. I kind yeah, of I know the like thing, that Luna's the one that told Harry about the Thestrals in this movie. Like, I think the scene is really sweet. Um, cause it also okay, they of, don't give Luna anything no. in, the, in this movie. No. So they kind of have to make her seem somewhat important. Right. I think, I don't know, I kind of like that she's the one to tell him in the movie, because it kind of establishes yes. that they have a different relationship with Thestrals than, like, everyone else. Um, also, Luna's just carrying meat with her. her I literally bag. said that! Why was she carrying raw meat in her bag? I just, like, I know Luna's, like, weird, and she's, like, so loony, and I just... Her bag probably stinks. <laughs> you know what? People don't bully her because she's so crazy. People bully her because her bag smells like <laughs> rotten meat. I would too. Oh my god. Okay, also, I love Ivana Lynch. When I was like eight, I named an American Girl doll after her, and if I could have had children then, I would have named my children after her too. Like, she has permanently changed Luna. Like, I could not imagine hearing Luna in any other voice. Yeah. Like, she has the Luna voice. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Completely. Um, um, what else happens? My, my phone is going to die, and I don't know where my adapter thing is, so we're hoping for the best. I have, like, a page and a half of notes left, so yay. Um, we're also doing trivia now, so. Fuck. Okay. Um, um, everything's really rushed. There's, like, a whole big thing, and then, like, um, 
<laughs> Hermione's like, let's make a secret thing where we can learn, like, Defense Against the Dark Arts, and everyone's like, okay, weird. But, like, it's, like, super rushed and random, and, and then when they get, like... It's so dramatic. Yeah. Um, the lightning striking outside the window. Right. It's, like, strange. My notes are so messed up. Um, Umbridge's theme is so good. Uh, yes. It, like, I don't it know... It is so good. It may be also, like, a musician thing, but I feel like it's, like, fixing my brain when I hear it. Like, it just, like, it's so nice. <laughs> it's so... I, it's, like, it's an earworm. Yeah. It was originally going to be the song for this podcast before Adelia oh. decided that we need to have classical music. When did I decide that? I wanted to do Umbridge's theme, but then I thought you said something about, like, copyright, and I was like, okay. Um, I don't remember. It probably is copyrighted, but right. we originally, when we were uploading it, our podcast kept on getting taken down. Right. Because of copyright. Okay, I got really so, irritated, because yeah. when our, our original song was The Marriage of Figaro, um, Mozart, and, like, they took it down. They were like, sorry, copyright. I'm like, yeah, Mozart died, like, forever ago, so all of his music is public domain, and then they put it back. And I was like, yep. yeah, you can't just, like, copyright classical music from, like, what, the 1600s and be like, sorry, Mozart has a copyright on that still. <laughs> like, okay. Um, yeah. Anyways, I also think that... Adelia. Mm, yes. Adelia. Yes. <laughs> You can take a second. If your phone dies, you can just charge it and we can continue. Yeah, but the problem is that, like, my headphones won't plug in, so I would have to charge it for, like, a while, and then, like... That's okay. Okay. Great. We'll see I don't want long. you to rush it. Great. Okay. Uh, it's been it's been on, like, the same percent for, like, a while, so I think we might be okay. Um, I think Dumbledore is way more unlikable in the movies. Like something Interesting. about him um well i don't know i feel like it's just like easier to like constantly be thinking about how much you hate him when he's just like always in the movie like it's different with books because like i don't know it's like in the movie he's just like in your face and like he's just like annoying but um yeah you know what i think it's half of it is that if it obviously this couldn't be helped but mm -hmm. i think it is because it wasn't the same actor the whole time I think there's less yeah. of a connection right. um, to the audience, you know. And I feel like the first guy really had, like, the sweet, sensitive kind yeah. of Dumbledore. And then the second guy had a completely different kind of Dumbledore. Yeah. But it was only... It, his his Dumbledore is really something we only see in the books at few times, right. you know. Um, so. Yeah. Also, at some point... Um, Harry talks to Sirius in the fireplace, and Sirius is like, I hear that you're making a secret society. Okay. Why? This just straight up bothers me. Yeah. Because it's just a completely different type of fireplace yes. thing than they did yes. in the last movie. I literally said, like, why do you become a hologram and not, like, your literal face in the logs of the fire? Okay, neither of which I was what I pictured in the books, but... I don't even... I, but the like the, the weird hologram. hologram thing looks really bad. Yeah. Like it looks really bad. It's really weird. Um, yeah. And then I think this is the point where they're like having a little meeting, and that guy is like, "Well, Harry, why don't you talk about the time that you saw that kid die, and it was really traumatic?" And Ron calls him a tosspot, and I think that's really funny. 
It probably sounds really gross in my American accent, but I thought it was hilarious. Um, yeah, and then later, of course, Harry sees Mr. Weasley in that whole ordeal go down. Why did they have Harry go to his first occlumency lesson literal seconds after seeing Mr. Weasley get attacked by a snake? Because they did not want to do St. Saint Mang- Saint Mungo's, I guess. I guess not. Just not I important. just thought that was weird. They're like, okay, Harry, I know that you're a little shaken up right now, but it's time to go to Occlumency, even though it's like the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Harry's with Sirius for Christmas, and, you know, they're giving out presents on Christmas, and Mrs. Weasley, like, doesn't know who's, like, Fred and George doesn't know whose present is whose, and just doesn't care and gives them random one. I think that's insane. I cannot imagine having twins and being like, who cares which one you get, because you're the same person. (laughs) Right. Why do you need separate presents? Isn't she wrong? I think so. Yeah, they have to swap them, I feel like. Who cares, though? Because they're the same person. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, Christmas happens. Whatever. Yep. And then when they're back at school, um, everyone escapes from Azkaban. And what I don't understand about that scene where they show Bellatrix literally escaping is, like, yeah, there's a hole blasted in the wall, and she's walking out and, like, cackling like a maniac. But, like, they show the Dementors circling the island, and, like, I'm sure they can sense her there. They know that there's a hole blasted in the wall. Why didn't they do anything about it? They don't care. I think they are already in cahoots with Voldemort at this point. But I was just confused about that, because I'm like, it just felt weird that they showed the Dementors, like, circling, like, oh, wow, she's escaping, and they just, like... Can you imagine <laughs> Dementors, which literally suck the souls out of people? Do you think they're ever... Do you think they have, like, a good conscience? No, not do about... Do you think that these... I just mean, do you think like, they'd ever be like, oh, yeah, we're going to do what's good for the greater good. <laughs> we're going to, like, suck out the souls of all the bad people, you know? Like, we're going to, of course they're going to work with Voldemort. Are you kidding? Well, yeah. No, I just felt like they would have, like, maybe sucked her soul out as she was escaping because easy access because there's a literal <sighs> hole know. in the wall, but whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways. Yeah, and so everyone escapes from Azkaban. Things are really tense. Oh my god. I don't know when this... I think it's mostly an apartment of mystery, so maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Hate apparition at this point. I, it completely changes it, every like, time we see pops. it in the movies. No, th- but this time, it's just... It's smoke. And they're basically oh, flying. yeah. It's it just completely it gets rid of the whole, we don't fly thing. Yeah, you know, we're not supposed fly? to That's crazy. freak out that Voldemort can fly until, like, the seventh book. Yeah. So it's like, why now? Why can everyone fly? Yeah, and also it's, like, a weird thing where, like, the good guys have, like, white. the white smoke, and then, the, like, how do they decide who gets the white and black smoke? I feel like maybe when you brand yourself do with you the skull Do you think that you customize it? Do you think you customize it? You're like, what color do I want? Because I feel like I'd go with a nice purple. <laughs> I think I'd do green. I like green. Um, yeah. That's um, also the color of evil in these movies. So. Oh. Maybe that would be bad. Um, yeah. Yeah. DA is happening. And then one day, the entire glass DA is great shatters. in the movies. Oh, it's so good. I love it. Um, I love the Patronus scene. Oh, it's my God. So, it's so good. Yeah. 
It's so cute. Yeah. But then the entire room just like starts shaking and then all of the glass shatters and then Dumbledore blows a hole in the wall and... Dumbledore? I'm sorry. Umbridge. <laughs> Umbridge actually decided that he wasn't cool with it. Yeah. Umbridge um, blasts a hole in the wall, which kind of felt strange to me, but I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Um, I liked it. I don't know. <laughs> and and they also, but they make the change of Cho Chang being yeah. the snitch. And it's, like, strange. Okay, also, the whole Dumbledore confrontation, because after Umbridge catches Harry, she drags um, Harry and Cho by, like, the neck of their clothes into Dumbledore's office. And then there's a two-second conversation, and then Dumbledore disappears. And it felt really rushed. Like, the whole Dumbledore confrontation, like, there was no explanation. There was no, like, this is what's happening. It was just, like, Dumbledore, did you create this army? And he was, like, yeah, bye. Like, it was weird. Okay, Here's what I'm going to say about the Cho thing, though, is that I feel like that would have been a really good change for the movie if they had actually gone through with the rest of the Cho and Harry stuff in the movie. Yeah. Like, it would have been a much better portrayal, and it would have worked much better into Harry like, being so bitter later and being like, I don't want to be with you anymore. If Cho literally gave them up, and obviously he learns about the truth hero, but Harry doesn't even have, like, an epiphany in the movie about it. He's just like, oh, true serum. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And they never go back and be like, oh, yeah, Cho wasn't the bad guy after all. Like, you're just supposed to, like, find that out for yourself, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then Dumbledore is, like, having... <laughs> I forgot that I wrote this note. I wrote... <laughs> exactly. Harry walks so awkwardly in this movie... And I wrote that after the scene where literally everyone is in detention getting their hands sliced open and Harry's the last one to walk out and Cho's there and she's like, Harry. And he just like awkwardly walks away. And I just thought it was funny. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so that happens. And then one day, Hagrid. We didn't talk about the kiss. Oh, I forgot that but that But it happened. was beautifully awkward. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. I felt like they really captured, like, Oh my god, awkward. no, because I actually do need to talk about the scene afterward. Because Ooh. it's kind of cute, where, like, they're talking strange. about it. But Emma Watson, in that scene, does not know how to laugh like a normal person. <laughs> like, she, it sounds like she's never laughed in her life. <laughs> she's like... <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing is the way her hands are clasped like this in her lap, and she's just awkwardly leaning forward, <laughs> like, from the waist up. She's got her hands clasped on her knees. None of them actually, I take it back, none of them know how to laugh. Because they're doing this thing and they just look at each other and like... (laughs) Like, they're like, supposed to be like a little sticker thing. And it's just like, oh my god, they're such besties, you know? And it's just like, they could not, they do not want to be there. Yeah, I know, that scene is so funny. Um, Yeah, and then they're like hanging out and then Hagrid peeks out from around a corner and is like, guys, come here. And then suddenly they're deep into the forest. And then there's Grop, who is CGI so badly. Um, I, <laughs> no, I don't the, want to talk about no, it. No, but the best part is that a herd of centaurs randomly, like, rampages past them, and they don't explain it. Hagrid literally goes, wow, they seem mad. And, like, just, <laughs> <laughs> they just never explain it. What are they, like, charging at? Like, the centaurs are, like, charging and, like, rampaging. I'm like... What is going on? It never gets explained. 
Um, yeah. Also, like, most of this movie is montage. Yeah, literally. Like, the majority of this movie is just montage. Yeah. Which is fine, like, at yeah. this point. Um, we skipped over Trelawney getting fired, too. I, I but... forgot that happened. Maggie Smith is, like, I love her. I love her. She was just so good in this movie, and I love the dynamic between McGonagall and Umbridge. It's so I, good. It makes me so upset we did not get the career advice scene. I know! Because they would have killed it. They, they would have killed it. They would have knocked it out of the park. There are so many things, just like um, Voldemort's monologue in the in Goblet of Fire at the very end was cut yes. like right in half. Ralph Fiennes would have fucking killed it. Ralph Fiennes is amazing. <laughs> and they didn't use that to the full advantage. I'm like, what are you doing? Instead, they have him standing awkwardly in a suit and, like, stretching his neck around like a freak. <laughs> like, what? Um, yeah. I just, okay, I have a question about Grop. <laughs> Why is he in a loincloth and a vest <laughs> of all things? <laughs> like, I guess that's what giants wear. <laughs> The size that Grop is in the movie makes it more, even more oh unbelievable God. that Hagrid's parents were actually together. Okay. You know what I was just thinking about? <laughs> Do giants speak a different language? Yes. Do they speak giantish? I don't know. I'm confused. Because that actually doesn't really make that much sense to me. Because giants are literally, they literally just look like humans but bigger. Yeah. So why do they speak a completely different language? Why don't... I, I mean, mean... Assuming it's like caveman. Like, I don't know if They just like... grunt at each other? Why are they stupider? I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, I don't even understand how, like... be? Like, scholars? How do giants evolutionize? Like, how did the human race grow into humongous beings? <laughs> like, or did the... Or did it start up from giants and then it developed into humans? Like, they just got smaller. Like, how does that even happen? I know this is a magic book series about a boy wizard, but I don't understand. I just want to know how Hagrid's parents got together. I told Colin this, but I, I was on Reddit and I looked it up, hoping that someone had somehow found an explanation by J.K. Rowling. And the only thing I found was a comment by someone who said, the same way that Donkey and Dragon made their drunkies in Shrek. So... You know what? I'm sure you could find some great fan art out there if you're still interested. No. I didn't want visual. I wanted, like, did she ever explain this or did she just hope that we wouldn't ask? And it's the second one for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, then, randomly, they show Fred and George consoling like a kid that's like sobbing and it's so weird because Fred also, and George like, are, like I don't know what they went like there was this weird like part of the movie where like Umbridge is just like watching everybody do the thing like the use the pens and it's like I don't know like this is such a bold jump from the book like it fully went dystopian so quickly like th that never happened like no. I they mentioned like more people getting detention I feel like yeah but they d it just did not get to that extent no. And I feel like that's a little too public yeah. for Umbridge's taste, you oh, know? Like, yeah. I feel like she like, knows that hopefully the ministry would interfere, you right. know? Right. It just, it got a little too, like, non-exclusive in the movie. Like, this punishment is She's literally, to feel... like, sitting on a throne. It's, like, something that should be in, like, her dream sequence or something, <laughs> you know? Like... Yeah, it's so, it's weird. Um, no, but, like, the scene of Fred and George is so strange. Oh my Harry... gosh! 
how are, oh my god i don't know how we have not started talking about this because they're consoling the kid and yeah it's the random child that they've added into the movie <laughs> because know. they decided to scrap colin creevy i guess because i don't know um he and they just added anymore. this random kid i forgot i don't know his name but he's in it for the rest of the movies and i'm pretty sure he dies in colin's place in deathly hollows probably um, no, but it's just, it feels so weird, because they, Harry walks up, and Fred and George are like, it's okay, like, it, like, I think they say something, because, like, I think he's just had detention with Umbridge, and he's crying, because his, like, hand hurts, and they say a bunch of stuff, they're like, it's okay, like, it's not that bad, it, like, the, it hurts less later, and it's just, like, it's so strange, because they don't explain it, and Harry's just walking up and looking at this, like, okay, and then Umbridge randomly comes out, and it's like, bad children get punished, and then she walks away, <laughs> like, <laughs> And then Fred and George are like, we've got a plan! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then after that happens, they see Grop again. The CGI is so scary. Um, oh, right, because, like, Fred and George have their diversion. Harry sneaks into her office. She catches him. Hermione's like, there's a weapon! And then they take her into the forest. And then they see Grop again. That's, like, a whole thing. But, like... When Grop, like, gets her out of their business, like, for her, like, they give Hermione and Grop, like, a weird little moment where she's like, thank you, Grop, and they're just, like, staring at each other, and then Harry's like, hello, Sirius is being tortured, and she's like, oh, right. They're falling in love. <laughs> they're falling in love. Yeah. That's what we wanted to see. Ew. Yeah. Um, also, the one reason Grop is in this damn book is so that they can get covered in blood and Thestral show up, and they do not need the blood. The Thestrals just show up. Yeah. Because Luna's like, we fly. <laughs> like, she's like, <laughs> like, of course, we fly. Oh <laughs> okay, sure. Oh, we so fly, funny. of course. Yeah. yeah, because they're on the bridge. Which the bridge is used awfully a lot in these movies. And, and I don't feel like it was ever mentioned. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, then everyone goes to the Department of Mysteries. And I skipped literally everything when I wrote my notes. But, like, they get to the prophecy room, right? And then Harry listens to, like, half of the prophecy, which ruins everything. Like, not that they ever, like, it, But really it doesn't, it doesn't it. matter. They, they don't, don't reveal they it. Don't, they don't explain it. They don't, it doesn't matter. It's just so weird. Um, I do love the Department of Mysteries set. Like, I really yeah. like it. Everything looks like, I like the veil in the archway. Like, I think I it mean, looks really I mean, you mean cool. the, like, the two rooms they right. showed? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, but... The way that they just, like, run and fall into a pit, and then there's an archway, like, it's like... Yes. And, like, <laughs> oh, the door is, like, really high up, and they fall out of it and crash onto the ground. Yeah. yeah. And then they're just like, oh, it's the veil. It's calling to me. <laughs> you know? And it's... This whole battle is so boring and awkward in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like... And, like, I say it again here. Why is everyone holding their wands so weakly? They just barely are holding them. They're, like, like... That has to be a direction thing. I, I don't know. I guess. They're, like, look casual. And they're holding, like, sticks. Like, um... Also, you... The, I didn't... We didn't even mention it in, like, the prophecy thing. A decision that I could only made was... Only made for the dramatics. Was them to destroy every single prophecy yeah like they knock over everything because Ginny just like has like a girl boss moment i yeah. guess because Redoxo! i don't feel like she, she does not have 
one line in this movie, as far as I know. She's just there, and she just, like, throws it, and then everything explodes, because I guess Ginny is God now. Yeah. Ginny has taken Hermione's title, and Ginny is now God. God. Yes. Um, Yeah, I think, well, what's the next thing I said? Oh, I think Jason Isaacs is a spectacular actor. I love him. He's so good as Lucius Malfoy. Like, I, I just think he's great. Um, yeah. I also wrote that I love when wizards just abandon their wands. Like, when Sirius punches Lucius in the face. Just, I think it's funny. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, what I did really like, a change that they made, is I like the parallel of Neville in the book breaking the prophecy and Lucius in the movie. I feel like Neville and Lucius play very similar roles to Harry and Voldemort. Like, in a way, because, like, Lucius is, like, someone who's always trying to come up and be Voldemort's, like, main guy, but, like, he's never quite, like, measured totally up to that, and so it's, like, him breaking the prophecy and, like, him having to be the one to say, like, yeah, that was me is, like, almost, like, in his universe, like, equally devastating as it is for Neville, who's always, like, the runt or, like, the back of, like, everything to break it in the books. Like, I thought that was interesting, like, a choice. And since, you know, they don't really go over, like, most of the Malfoy stuff in the movies, yeah, it kind of makes sense at the in Deathly Hollows when they get to the point where Lucius is not the top dog anymore. You right. know, like, the Malfoys are being shit on yeah. by Voldemort. So you can kind of follow it, you know? Yeah. He's kind of a terrible Death Eater, you know? He's yeah. terrible at his job. Yeah. Um... I, I skipped it. I, I think that Sirius's death scene was done really well. Like, it feels like the book. And it's, I think, like, everyone says this, but this is, like, a standout performance by Daniel Radcliffe. Like, forget the scream. Like, that's not it. But, like, it's, like, I feel like it's, it's almost like the moment before he, like, really processes it when he's just, like, staring and he's, like, you can see it in his face that he's, like, denial like so I just I think that this is a good performance by him one thing I will say though is that this may just be like a like a theater thing that like bothered me but like it doesn't make sense that Lupin immediately grabs him like to hold him back as he starts to scream before Harry even gets the chance to run at the veil the whole point of Lupin doing that is to hold Harry back from jumping into the veil and dying so I I don't know I feel like it could just be that Lupin knows that that would be right but like a lot of the times like if you don't at least show that intention it's like hard to like read that because for me like when I'm just looking at this I knew why he did it but at the same time it also kind of read like Lupin randomly just like tackles him and is like no and it's like he didn't even get the chance to like do anything we we skipped the addition of good one James Oh. From Sirius. Yeah. Which is such a good line. Yeah. Added by Sirius. Which is just, it, it really just hands it home. Yeah. And, um, it, it actually, I feel like that would have, I'm surprised that wasn't in the book. I know. it's such a good, it's much, it's a really good line. Yeah. You know? I agree. I, um, it's so sad too, because it's like, thinking about like, it, it totally changes Harry's like grief, at, like if he were to have heard that line, because it's almost like. I don't even know. It's almost like, you know that, like, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, it just, like, it changes the level of, like, how, like, horrible, like, grieving your godfather is, especially when he, like, obviously we know that Sirius didn't actually think that he was with James. He just slipped up. Right. And for Harry, that's, like, a moment where Sirius was kind of, like, essentially telling him, 
in not so many words that he's like the most important person in his life like that's yeah. what that meant and so I think that totally would have changed like the grieving process like and so I yeah. still okay yeah I still don't know why they muted the scream though it feels like Harry went deaf for some reason you know yeah. like I don't know I guess that happened yeah and then and then yep yeah um Helena Bonham Carter is great she's too she's so good okay one thing I want to say though is like did the scene after Serious Eyes where she's like on the ground making a weird like pouty face like make you deeply uncomfortable or was it just me like when she's doing it like at Harry like I thought it was strange in character for her but like I was just watching sure. it and I was like weird like <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter does what she wants honestly yeah know? I love her she's yeah. so good like she's so yeah. she made Bellatrix cool and not annoying you know, it's like, yeah. you don't like her because she's evil, but in the book, she's just obnoxious. There's a reason why she was in the next movie, even though she's, like, not really in it in the book. Yeah. She's only in the beginning. Yeah. Like, they made that decision because they wanted her there. Right. You know, like, she was so good. Yeah. You know? She's amazing. Um, I love Ralph Fiennes. I love him. Like, he's so good at everything. And, like, they never give him the big Voldemort moments like they should. This one was a pretty good one. Like, I actually really like the Dumbledore-Voldemort fight. Visually, it's interesting, but, like, I like it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's not, like, the best part of the movie, but, like... Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. I And that we get to the possession thing, which I... <laughs> it's so cheesy in the movie. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah... Like, it's truly, like, the power of friendship, you know? Like, it's, like, they fight... In the book, it's the power of love. Like, it's much more subtle, right. you know? And it's... But in the movie, it's, like, they really ham it home. Like, they're showing, like, all of, like, them hanging out as friends and stuff. And then there's just this weird part where, like, He's like Voldemort is just, like... No, but, like, Voldemort has, like, this weird, like, green screen smoke background. Looks like he's on a Zoom call. And he's just, like, making weird noises. He's like, huzzah! Like, he's just, like, yeah. and it's just, like, <laughs> and as it keeps, like, going through his happy memories, he's just, like, looks more and more, like, disgruntled, yeah, I guess. He's, like, he's just, like, ew! <laughs> ew! You know? He's like, no! I'm, I'm feeling, you know? <laughs> it's just, oh like, God. Yeah, it's a little, yeah. it's a little weird. And then afterwards, like, he, like, comes out of it, and... Voldemort just, like, looks at Harry like he just shot himself, you know? He's like, ugh! You know, like, sticking up his not-nose, you know? <laughs> I love the, like, you're a fool, Harry Potter! It's just like, okay. Also, I mean, we just have to talk about Voldemort's random noises in the movie that just are so good. I it's just love... Like, <laughs> I, I love Ralph Fiennes. I love him. He's so talented. <laughs> Um, I can't wait for we talk about his like little speech at the end of Deathly Hallows. It's, <laughs> it's, I it's, love he's him. He's having. You can tell he's having so much I fun. I know. You know. Oh my god. Yeah. I didn't take any more notes except to say why were they walking awesome. to the train with all of their luggage? I don't know what the obsession is in these movies for there to be a happy little ending. Yeah. It's end. like everything's fine. Or like though. Harry's like. Yeah. Harry's but like, you know I'm what? fine. We're gonna persevere, because you know what? Voldemort doesn't have friends like I do. <laughs> he doesn't have a squad, you know? We're hashtag squad goals, you know? <laughs> and they and they walk out, and you know, yeah. I just, and I think it's so funny, because like, at the end of every movie, Harry's endured something horribly traumatic, and he's like, I'm fine though. Like, everything's good. 
Everything's good. Everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I really don't know what the pressure was for this movie to be short. I don't either. Like, what are you doing? You know, it, it had to be, like, people were, like, expecting it. They're like, oh, my God, this is the big Harry Potter book. How are they going to do it in the movies? Like, the director was probably like, we have to shorten this down as much as possible. But, like, they keep the, like, worst parts of the book. Yeah. You know? And leave out the best parts. So, I don't... Yeah. 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 Um, well, that's all I have to say about Order of the Phoenix, the movie. I'm sure that to whoever's listening, it's probably really jumbled and confusing, but... That is what we're working with, and my phone's on 10%, so we're just living life. Okay, I'm going to do trivia. Yay! Yay! And it's not um, just for everyone listening. It's not for, like, real points. It's just for fun. It's just for fun. Just for fun. And Adelia is going to be trying to guess. Yes. The answers. That's how trivia works. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> the trivia. Okay. Um. <laughs> it's like, what is the main character's last name? It's basically, well, it's either just like really random facts too. Like it's not like actual trivia questions. Who was the original actor intended to be Bellatrix, but um, dropped out because they were pregnant? Oh, I feel like I've read this. I don't know if I'm going to know this one. Um, I actually don't know. It is Helen... McCoy. Oh, yes. Who goes on Narcissa. to play Narcissa. I have read that. That's so interesting, actually, because she's such a Which good Narcissa. Kind of good, because they're sisters. Yeah. They're sisters. Um, this is going to be really random spots. I'm going to have to cut okay. out. Okay. So. My phone's yeah. on nine percent, so awesome. Awesome. Oh, what two kid actors make an appearance in the Order of the Phoenix photo as their ancestors? What? What Order of the Phoenix photo? Oh, the, like the literal photo, the moving photo. Yes. Oh wait. This is actually super interesting. That's like that actually happened. Yes. I think it's actually really cool. I did not know this. Hold on. Is it Fred and George is the Pruitts? Yes. Oh my god. They are Fabian and Gideon Pruitts. I guess that. that is so cool. <laughs> That's crazy. I never noticed that. Wait, I have to look that up now. You can ask the next one. I'm just going to look at this picture. Okay. What ac what actor considered dropping the Harry Potter movies after this movie? Was it Emma Watson? It was Emma yeah. Watson. Yeah. Yeah. 
Could you imagine if she just stopped? If they cast someone else? That would have been strange. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so crazy. That is from George. What line was... This is gonna be... I don't think you're gonna get this, but I think... <laughs> what line was featured in almost every trailer and television spot but is nowhere to be found in the actual movie. I haven't seen any of the trailers. Um, I'm right. assuming it's something that happened in the book, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Um, do I? Can you tell me what character said it? Dumbledore. Oh. It was probably from one of his big speeches. Like, love is important. I don't know. It's don't fight him, Harry. You can't win. What the hell? Yeah, I don't That's know. That's so weird. <laughs> you, you can't win, but you, like, have to, or you're gonna die. Right. I don't know how to phrase this as a question, but <laughs> Ivana Lynch made the radish earrings. Awesome. So... <laughs> Thanks for letting yeah. me know. Oh. Why was Tonks' hair changed to purple instead of pink, like in the books? Did it suit her face better? I don't know. Oh no, because pink was associated no. with Umbridge? Exactly, yes. Um, what was the most expensive set in the movie? I'm gonna guess Ministry, Department of Mysteries, because that looked crazy. Yes. I don't, actually, I don't know if it's supposed to be in the main hallway or the Department of Mysteries hallway, but it is 200 feet long. Wow. I don't know how big a football field is, but I'll let you know if that's big. Um, Okay, there are two boxes of cereal that can be seen in the breakfast scene in the Great Hall that are mimicking Cheerios and Sugar Puffs. And I want you to try and come up with what their wizard names are. Oh my god, I don't know. Cheerios and Sugar Puffs. Oh my god, I don't know. Cheerios, like, <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. Cheer cheery owls. Oh, funny. And pixie puffs. Uh. <laughs> My phone's on seven percent. It actually was not the Department of Mysteries because apparently that was completely computer generated. Oh, okay, cool. Can we do like one more and then like, yeah. Yes, one more.
Okay. Yes. I'm, this would be really interesting if you know this. What dog breed was the dog that Sirius was? Was he just movie? like a wolf dog? A wolf dog? I don't think that's the official okay, name. Okay, well, of the I dog don't know. Breed. It's a Scottish oh, deerhound named Cleode. That's kind of cute. Is that cute? <laughs> okay. Nigel! That's the name of the random yeah! kid. <laughs> Nigel. Yeah. He's yeah. so weird. Rest in peace. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of Ron and Hermione Minus a Romance. And be sure to give us a follow on Woo! Instagram at Ron and Hermione Minus a Romance or on Twitter at Ron underscore Hermione MTR. Shoot us an email at VulcanUpbones at Gmail and rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We appreciate you all very much and be sure to tune in next week. We will be, we will be covering the first three chapters of Half-Blood Prince.